Christmas spirit is very, very much alive and that each and every person can make a difference. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Welcome back to another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs. On this podcast, I interview local business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers, and I help them share their origin stories. No matter what you're doing in your business or your personal life, these stories are inspiring, and they help us to get get to know our neighbors better. Today, you guys, it is a special episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast, and I have a unique guest who is going to help us feel the spirit of Christmas. So welcome, Michelle Mangum, Elf Major for Clandestine Kringle. Thank you for having me. Elf Major is quite a title. So tell (laughs) me a little bit about what Clandestine Kringle is and what it means to be Elf Major, Michelle. Well, Clandestine Kringle, we are entering our fifth year. And it is a super exciting group of local community members. We started, again, five years ago with Clandestine Kringle. Started out as just someone that wanted to make a little bit of difference right here in our community. And started out with a few friends and just a few people interested in wanting to make a difference. And each year it has just grown by leaps and bounds. And it started out as a Facebook group, which is Clandestine Kringle. You can log on and find Clandestine Kringle, the group, if you wanna follow along and follow the stories. And there's Clandestine Kringle, the page. And that is where you would go to send him a private message to keep yourself anonymous and ask for help. Okay. And so somebody could go on and send a little of your backstory about who you are and what what your needs are and ask for some help. And then we've kind of graduated a little bit. So I'll kind of skip ahead to where at that point you get sent to the Kringle Elves. And the Kringle Elves are volunteers. So at that point, the Elves first class at their training learn kind of um, how to get the needs and wants of the family and they will meet with the family and get a reasonable list of what the family needs, want, and then the kids get a want. So um, where we're at today, and I'll kind of go back a little bit and tell you how it got started, but um We've built the program so every child in our program gets a new fleece blanket and we tie those ourselves. On Black Friday, my husband and I have, we post before Black Friday that we're going to go out and get the fleece material. We probably look silly because we have a couple of carts about six feet tall, full, <laughs> of, full fleece. of fleece. Yeah. And we pick out the matching back and top. We bring them home, cut and pin them. And then we have awesome people in our group and, and even people that are just follow the page and they'll come pick them up, take them home, snip and cut and tie. And we have usually between 80 and 120 blankets. Wow. We have one fantastic donor out of Jackson Hall who um, 
donates and pays for most all of those blankets herself. Wow. wow. And we uh, get busy and do that. We just had our book fair this last Saturday and we cover almost every single child gets a book of their choice if that's and something And was that at Barnes to. & Noble? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep, we raised enough money um, and it, we just had that. So we'll get, we'll get a store credit pretty quickly. And then on the application, it asks if the child has a book that they like or some little kids it'll be, oh, I Batman or it can be a book, a Harry Potter series or whatever. We'll get the books and we put together the blanket and it seems kind of maybe silly to some people, but a nice fuzzy warm blanket is pretty comforting to even the oldest kids, yeah. even to our teenagers. So or that the was so that was something that the clandestine Kringle group thought was important to be providing a blanket and a book to all of the kids. Yep. No matter what, yep. they're all gonna get a blanket and a book. Yep. And then if I'm a family that is in need, I would also say Yep. Plus, they need a pair of shoes and some yep. jeans or whatever the case yep. may so be. So on our application, we take in the clothing sizes and shoe sizes, no matter what. And then um, in the in the need list, the folk parents will tell us, you know, really needs a winter coat or really needs shoes or boots or, or whatever that might look like. And then um, we go to the want list and then we ask for a reasonable want list and the kids most kids are pretty humble barbie about what they want uh-huh. you know we don't we don't we let them know up front it's got to be a reasonable list we yeah. can't we can't do airpods and and hoverboards I and mean, those are things that you know it's a it's another family in our community that is adopting their family and and it, so it needs to be something reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, and has that has your experience been that the families have usually been pretty good about saying, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not going to ask for a PlayStation Four or whatever the case may we be. We have those two, but <laughs> yeah. we but then we have to kind of reel it in and say, you know, we got to have a reasonable list. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is where you know if it's something you can't afford, another family probably can't afford that either. So I think that's really key. This isn't. Um, I know, and you'll probably talk about it a little bit, but donations are welcome. But also, I mean, really, this is about once you get those applications in and they're approved, then those go out for other families to choose to adopt or right. or what. I mean, that's what's on the group page, right? Right. Is the families that are in need, here's their list. Right. And you, family, you have the opportunity now to adopt them or not. Right. Yeah. Right. So to keep everything anonymous, once that's done, it's uploaded to Kringle, and then Kringle will post it with an anonymous Christmas name. So Jingle Bell family, Mary, you know, and then you, as a, as just a, anybody in our community can join the group page and most people find a connection. It's something that will kind of say, Hey, that's my kids' age or, or something, you know, and it, I think a lot of people, when they adopt a family, they they have their own reasons. But sometimes it's to teach a little humility to their own children to realize that Santa isn't just coming down the tree to leave you all these gifts. And maybe it's to show their family that, you know, there's people out there that maybe isn't as blessed as you are. Right. And so even if 
you can't adopt a family, we encourage people to get involved because we have caroling nights where just come out and carol. And some families, it'll say on the bottom, maybe could use some extra food. Bring a couple cans of food. It's not a requirement, but come along, sing. Santa comes along. And it, it really kind of inspires a lot of that Christmas magic inside of, you know, where you, especially this year, everybody's got the masks on. You don't see the smiles. There's a lot uh, to be said about this year. It's kind of been the pits. Yeah, yeah. And we want that Christmas magic. We want to take 2020 out and, you know, have a little fun <laughs> and just with say it. goodbye. And yeah, let's, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and we want kids to not have a bad Christmas. We don't want any kids to miss out. Right. We coordinate with a lot of different folks. We work with BYU Idaho. Um, we work with Sleep in Heavenly Peace um, to help make sure we don't have kids sleeping on the floor. We do so many, we work with different, we reach out and we get great responses from people in our community. When we get big families, we have one family this year with 14 kids in their house. Wow. So that would be a difficult family to adopt. Right. I mean, I'm sure people would want to, but that's a lot. So we reach out to our business community Mm -hmm. and uh, we reach out to real estate groups. We've reached out to title companies. We reached out to, uh, we have a couple dental offices that help us out, but like some of the big real estate groups, they have a lot of realtors. Um, We've worked with Remax Prestige. We work with the group. Um, Kathy Carroll's a good friend. I reach out to her and I say, hey, Kathy, what can you do here to help (laughs) me out? She rounds up the troops. And Uh she'll, yep, she'll round up the troops and you know, they have so many realtors in there that if one realtor takes one child, they can knock out. Yeah, they can do a family of 14. Uh-huh. And, you know, and if it weren't for those folks that they have these big groups of people that they could do one child, we wouldn't be able to do it. So I do have to ask, because I think one of the concerns, and it's unfortunate that we have these concerns, but for those people who are wanting to give to families, I think... There, our hearts are in the right place, but sometimes we hear nightmare stories about people taking advantage of this. How do you control the individuals who are asking for the donations to happen for their family? How do you know that, that it's being used the way that you guys had intended for it to be used? So we do vet our applicants. So before they actually go to Kringle, I have, I have connections with Barfoot at Salvation Army and with Jicket at Toys for Tots. And we run their application. We, we check names. To see whether to they, make, they've yeah. been through those systems before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's also unique about Clandestine Kringle is we're a one-time hit. Okay. We're, we are there to help, you know, the one time that you might be down and hurting and, and your luck's bad, but... We don't, we, we only help you one time. Uh-huh. Um, so once you've used used your ticket, that's all we can do. I see. Um, and it, it also gives other people the opportunity then to be able to partake. Yeah, uh-huh. we want to make sure that we're helping you in your time of crisis, not year after year after year after year. Got it. Um, you know, and this year we've been really fortunate. 
in our community, not just with Clandestine Kringle, but Toys for Tots and or um, Salvation Army. But there's been a lot of government extra funding this year because of COVID. Yeah. That there's extra funding that other communities have been able to help more in their communities. Got it. Other counties have been able to step up and help their their folks. So it's it's been better. There's been more. We haven't had to help as much with you know, before in the past, we've had to help with rent and we've been able to help with, you know, more food or heat assistance, but there's, those agencies have been able to step up and help more than they've had So that brings up another question for me, because I noticed this year, um, Kringle said, you're going to have to limit the counties of which you're helping. But part of that is because these counties are able to really step in and do their own stuff. Yeah. When we started out, and we weren't as big. It got kind of carried away initially. We were going as far as we've had, we were doing Pocatello. We went to Twin Falls, Soda Springs. Wow. We were going everywhere. And then then it got where we couldn't cross check and we people in the, their communities weren't stepping up to help, uh-huh. but they were coming to us saying, help us, but their community wasn't helping. Right. And it was know, kind of outside the scope of what you guys had originally right. we thought. Were, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we were in American Falls and, you know. And it, it started in Idaho Falls. Right. Okay. And we just, it got so big and we couldn't, we just, you know, weather would get in the way. Sure. We could, you know, we, we got <laughs> on slippery, <laughs> icy roads yeah. and, and it just kept growing. And, and so we kind of had to reel it in and say, okay, what's realistic? What can we do? And how many people can we help? And, you know, we, we had to kind of just get to a realistic number and, you know, we figure if we get to a hundred families and you figure every family that was applying had at least three kids minimum, three to five was our kind of standard. So, you know, we said, okay, if we have a hundred a hundred families with five kids. And that was, you know, we're saying, okay, that's a lot of kids. We're yeah. Having. Right. Um, so we, we, this year we kind of had to back it up a little bit and we said, you know, Jefferson County has some resources uh-huh. this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we just decided that we were going to take, do Firth, Shelley, Idaho Falls and see how, that worked. Okay. And if there's overflow coming in from other counties and they run out of resources, then we can see where we're at and what we can do to help them. So what does it look like so far as far as your participants? Have you had a lot of people who are are saying... Actually, no. Our numbers are low. Really? Isn't that interesting? Our our numbers are lower. And I think it's because of the extra government funding. Uh Uh-huh. But we're prepared to continue. We were... Our cutoff date... We had originally set as a heart. We've always had to, Kringle's heart is so big. And we always have to say, okay, stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Stop, take stop it. We can't do anymore. <laughs> and we, on Christmas Eve, we would be out running and still delivering. And we'd have to say, okay, elves are tired. Yeah, we, we, have, we have to, our own we, we have to be able to have all, the night off for our families and, and relax a little bit. And, but we would still be doing our family, fam- running out and helping families. And so we said the hard cutoff date is going to be December 1st, no matter what, that's it. 
but not so much. <laughs> at, but but now, and I, and I know that our our um, our our uh, North Pole is is domestic violence. They they're kind of our backbone, if if you will. They hold us up and and support us a lot. And uh, there, our grumpy elf is Tina down there, <laughs> and our financial elf is Joanne, and they they really have to put the clamp down on us. Uh-huh. And and so I've kind of always leaned against Tina, and I said, okay, our deadline is December first. And I texted texted Kringle the other night, and they said we could probably do a few more families. And he says, welcome to the dark side. <laughs> You've come over. <laughs> You've come over. Welcome to Kringle. You're going to be running on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <clears throat> so we'll see. So we'll just kind of see. We're, we've got the doors open. Um, we've only had to, you know, we had to deny a couple of applicants because they were had applications at other places. So we have to deny those folks. Um, but we don't really turn anybody away as yeah. long as they're being honest and sincere with us and. We just continue to keep working, but like I said, it's it started out as just a little grassroots, one one guy trying to make a difference, and the first year it was just maybe 10, 15, 20 of us. Now, why why was that? Did he see some kind of a need, and it just pulled on I, his heartstrings, I and he said, so. "We've got to do something." And he's really got these really big heartstrings and a really giant heart, and probably the most sincere loving heart ever that I, and, and it, I think that's what got me was that it was a true sincere need. Mm -hmm. And then you saw people just kind of coming out to Carol and maybe not adopt. And then they wanted to be a part of it. And that was the way they could be a part of that Mm -hmm. Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really did the first year when we started delivering, I would show up when Sleep in Heavenly Peace came with beds in a new mattress. And you would see a child light up to get a bed. Yeah, wow. And, I mean, my kids, I got them a bed and they'd be great. Where's the rest of the yeah, stuff? Right. <laughs> so I'd expect yeah, a bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bed, you know, and, and you would, I mean, you would deliver the presents. And, and that's the other thing I like is it's not like you drop the presents off at a location and you go home and that's the end of it. You get to interact with mm-hmm. these families mm-hmm. and you get to deliver these gifts and you see these children that thought n- that Santa wasn't coming. And, you know, in my mind, I, I run through all of the, I think, did they think Santa forgot them? What were, what were they thinking? Yeah, right. How do you wrap your mind around that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Santa, did Santa forget me? So tell me a little bit. I want to really kind of envision what that looks like. So if me and my family chose to adopt a family, then what you're saying is we would actually physically take those gifts to their home mm-hmm. and deliver that to them. And, yep. and so they know that we've adopted them and, and yep. this, these are their gifts. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they'll know it's, it's you. And, you know, you can't, you go the, as elves and you're helping Santa because Santa's really, I really busy. I see. I see. And the kids are just, they, they are so excited. And a lot of times, I, I won't say all, but 
a great number are usually single moms that are busting their butt to try to just take care of a roof on the house. And I mean, just keep things going. And mom, the tears flow. Sure. And when you see her crying, I start crying (laughs) and the kids are excited and your kids are excited. And there's just this renewed joy that they're, that we are losing our, our society, you know, even just with all of the controversy with the election and just, just, you know, all everything that has, is going on and the COVID and just basic compassion. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that just feels lost in, in our hearts right now. Sure. And I just feel it's so important that we give what we can give. And if you can't give, just come sing. Just show up. Um, now, there. Are, so then that's a question that I have. Because if I wasn't really in a position to be able to go out and do all of the shopping and do all of that stuff, do you have a way that, that families or people can just give a donation, a financial yep. donation, yep. or businesses even? Yep. They can go right on to the domestic violence website, and there is a donate button, and it'll say clandestine Kringle on it, and they can go right on there and donate, just donate money if they want to donate money on there. But... Um, like I said, it can be, you can just contact Kringle and volunteer to wrap. We have, we need wrappers. We need blanket tires. We need singers all the time to come out. There are so many ways that you can be involved and not have to be financially invested. Got it. And um, you aren't really having the singers audition we don't have to have no. super great talent <laughs> believe me no i can't sing i years and years ago my mom would drag me to church and i'd say mama i can't sing and she'd say just sing watermelon and cantaloupe over and over and over <laughs> and, and and they won't know you're not singing so I'd, I'd sing watermelon and cantaloupe because i i couldn't sing but but it's your presence there and and it's the people in force and it just brings so much. It really lifts spirits. Yeah. And it makes people feel that, you know, the world hasn't turned on them. So when, you, when you're going caroling, are you caroling to the individuals who are the recipients or is it just general like nope. caroling? Recipients. Okay, got um, it. So what we do last year, we built a float and we won Best Nonprofit. Congratulations. It was pretty yeah. exciting. We we got the $300 prize for that. And that would have been at the Idaho Falls. It was Ammon. Oh, Ammon. The Ammon yes. Lights Parade. Yeah, great. So we won that. But this year we're going to put the float. It's, it's going to, we're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to decorate it. And because what we did last year is we threw hay bales on, straw bales on that you pick gave us after the, after the Halloween season. And people just jumped on board. Santa got on. And we made a few routes of our, were some different deliveries. And we set up nights and everybody could jump on. And we drove along and jumped off at each house. And everybody stood outside and sang. And then the family that owned that delivery, <clears throat> excuse me that own that delivery would go to the door and they would present their gifts. Oh, wow. They're, you guys were caroling. Yep. How fun. And we would, and Carol and Santa would be there and they, we would carol, they would deliver the gifts and, you know, 
it'll probably be different with obviously with COVID, but they would, the hugs would be, would be there. The yeah. kids would be so excited. The lights and on the when float. do you do that? Like the night before Christmas or the well, week or well, when? To the couple of weeks leading, we'll uh-huh. set up the routes. Got it. Um, and do that. So if I were to adopt a family, you give me a deadline. It's got to have everything done. Everything, by this all date. delivers have to be done before December 21st. Okay. Um, and then we'll check them off to make sure all the deliveries are done. But if it's, uh, we ask them when they're being vetted, would you like carolers? Would you like a visit from Santa? So if it's a yes, yes. And then we'll make Christmas dinner boxes for the families that request those. So they have Christmas dinner as well. And we'll put all of it together and we'll set up, if, if they're a yes, they'll be on A route or B route or whatever. So I noticed that on the group that there were the there were the needs and the wants, and then they would say whether they wanted the dinner box. Does the person who has adopted them create the dinner box? Nope, or that's what you guys do? Yeah. Okay, got we'll, it. We have a couple of businesses that have donated just for that. Uh-huh, got it. For turkeys or, you know, whatever. And then I've already been collecting. I just do it when I go grocery shopping. I collect a couple of cases of green beans or a couple of cases of corn. And I've started doing that since October. So, you know, the small items, I just start adding to boxes and we'll start collecting boxes and assembling them. And then <clears throat> right before we go, we'll go get all the turkeys. Now we're hams or whatever's cheapest on sale that I can get the most they get meat something. Mm-hmm. so that they can feed their family Christmas dinner. Um, so, so you talked about businesses donating for this. Is this actually set up as a nonprofit? It is. Okay, it is a so 501c3. Because it goes through domestic violence. Right. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. So businesses can contribute and this can be a deductible contribution. Correct. And this year we kind of, I, it was something I was kind of toying with. And so we got a business and I said, okay, is there a business you would like to challenge? And I thought, well, then we could get a snowball effect and get some more businesses. So Kathy challenged her a title company. And then we want that title company to challenge another. And we may not need them all uh-huh. this year, but we want them if they'll commit to taking a family of five or more. Uh-huh. And they, you know, they may not need that much stuff. But, yeah. But, you know, it allows them to. If they have need clothes, they can get more than one pair of jeans yeah. or yeah. if they, you know, and, and the list doesn't mean that everything has to be bought on that list. That's just a basic So you know what, to, what you're working with. Yeah. Right. So do you know at this point how many families you have that need to be adopted? Right now, we only have, I think, eight right now that, um, but we have families that are being vetted that haven't made that list, list. yet. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we're still taking families. We, right now, I think we're only sitting at like 53 families or 54 families. Yeah. So our numbers are pretty low this year. Yeah. And our, I mean, we're going to go, don't tell Tina. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. She won't listen no, to this no, show, no, I'm no, sure. No, I hope. <laughs> but, but we're probably going to surpass our December 1st date. Yeah, and and yeah. we're going to be taking more families because well, the, we have we have the way, you the, know. This show actually won't drop until the second week of December. So a lot can okay. happen between yeah, yeah. now and then. Yeah, yeah. But still, don't give up on the fact that you couldn't, you know, there's definitely places for you to participate, whether that's in 
just a general donation, the caroling, the wrapping, the tying of the blankets, yeah. the whatever. I'm sure something's going on that somebody can participate in when they hear this show. Yeah, we have we have so much for people that want to take any part, and it really is super heartwarming. And it it's a it's just a feel good way to participate. And we start we started talking about getting things rolling the week before Halloween. And we just, I mean, we're, we start pushing yeah. and it, it starts and it's full force. And a lot of times we're doing late night vettings and we're doing, you know, it's, we have a great troop this year of elves and they are not stopping. We are. I have most going. of them participated before. This isn't their first time. No. A lot of them, this is the first. Yeah. yeah that's this great. is really kind of crazy this year. Um, we have a couple that are repeats, but I got an excellent hand this year. I don't know what I did to deserve it, but I've got about six or seven elves that are amazing. And I, I mean, I could count my, I count my blessings because I mean, they're on top of things and making it happen. It is so well, cool. let's just hope they decide to stay and help yeah, you out. Yeah, it is. They, they are just fantastic. And as soon as there's one night, if some names don't drop, they're like, come on, where's the names? Where's the names? We're ready. Give us yeah, some more. Yeah, Give us go. more. Oh, that's We're great. ready. We're ready for more. And and they're just super excited. And I showed up. I was, an, I, was an, I had to have somebody start the book fair because I took my grandson to hockey and I showed up late and some of these great new people, they were in their elf outfits <laughs> and they were at Barnes and Noble ready to They're rock like, Come and on, roll. You guys. And yeah. they were ready and had their cheery faces. And I was just, that almost made me cry because they were so happy and ready to go and just make, make magic. And yeah, I love it. Well, I think like you said, this year, we're all looking for opportunities to bring a little bit of more of that into our lives. So I'm so glad that your little elves have decided to really embrace this. It's and just been wonderful. We've had a great, this has been one of my favorite of the five years because, you know, we've had people that in our group that's had some tragedy and stuff go on. One of our strongest elves has had some bad stuff in their family kind of happen. And it's kept him out of the loop as much as he would like to be. Um, and he's been super busy with work and things have happened. And so it's kind of kept him on the sidelines. And we've, and some, you know, we just had some people that have had surgeries or gotten sick. And sure, stuff happens. Just uh -huh. stuff happens that we've just, we've lost some of our core group. And, <clears throat> These new ones are just, I mean, I was, I was a little bit scared when I sat down and I was a little <laughs> who nervous. Am I get, who do yeah. I have? Yeah. When I, when I sat down to have a vetting kind of a, it was our edit, it was kind of our teaching class where we go through all the rules and, and all of the stuff we have to teach them. And I was, I was super nervous. I thought, oh, what, what are we getting here and how is this going to work? And it's just blown me away. It's been so if people are interested in being elves, no, obviously not this year, probably, mm -hmm. but they can reach out to Kringle yep. and just say, Hey, I really want to help next year or whatever yep. that looks like. Yep. And usually about November 1st, right at day after Halloween, 
um, on the on the group page, I'll say we're going to have a meeting for anybody interested in being a vetting got elf. It, got it. And then I do uh, usually three meetings um, down at domestic violence. And you just show up there and I have packets ready and we do um, just kind of a, you know, just a run through of everything that you need to know and how things work. Yeah. And, so you kind of know uh, what yeah. you're getting into. <laughs> yeah. And then I throw my phone number out there, which is, I always ask myself why I do that <laughs> because my phone will ding until two or three in the morning and usually starts before the first cup of coffee. <laughs> so, so it'll, it'll go on and, but it's, it's a great job. But after, I think it was middle of year two, I think Kringle realized it was a little bit more than just he could do all by himself. And so he approached me and he said, could you help me out here? Could I, could I lean on you a little bit to help with some of the side stuff? Because it's a lot for just me to do by myself. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I said, well, I can't make you any promises, but I'll try. And I then I kind of took it on as a personal mission, I guess, of my own, that I was going to be his right hand and I was going to try to do my very, very best to try to take as much pressure off him to make this job successful. Sure. And so, I mean, I, I kind of take it pretty seriously. Yeah, it sounds like it. I, it's your life after November 1st. It yeah. really is. And so... We, I'm always looking for fundraising opportunities. Um, we've got some great, we had a really good plan happening that we were gonna do the breakfast at Applebee's, that I was gonna, you know, do that. And then COVID got in the way and shut that down. Yes. So we couldn't, we couldn't do that. But, you know, we're always looking ways because we wanna have a bank account that we can lean on because at the end of, Christmas, if there's families that are not adopted for whatever reason, then we tap into our funds because we don't, if we've adopted you, you're, gonna you're not going to get, you're not going to get turned away. Then yeah. we, we reach into our funds and we will take care of that family. And that's good. To no know. matter what we, yeah. if we, you, you've been accepted, you're getting Christmas. Yeah. So. so can you tell me, can you share one of the most touching stories that you have had in the last five years of a family that you've been able to help and how that was for you and for clandestine Kringle and, and just kind of why it continues to inspire you to do this? Well, the one I know probably my husband would pick out and I think it probably touched Kringle a lot and it was a veteran and he was disabled. He'd had back surgery. He couldn't walk very well. He had two children. And as I recall, as a Karen was two girls or a boy and a girl, and they were teenagers. And he had, he was living in an apartment, didn't have any food. He was struggling. His kids didn't have beds, didn't have much in the way of furniture. It was pretty, it was pretty bleak. And he reached out and he said, I'm, I'm really have, I've got money coming. I've got a settlement coming from the military. I just don't have it now. Yeah. And I just don't have anything for my kids. We really don't have any food. We really are struggling. And I know the Civitans, I believe, got involved. And we were, at that time, Clandestine Kringle wasn't that big. 
And by the time the delivery happened, it happened with a big enclosed trailer and a string of cars pulled up and there was a string of people. He lived in an upstairs apartment, no car, no way to get around. And I know my, hu my husband was in tears. Everybody just unloaded their cars yeah. and went in and bed a whole bedroom sets got delivered. His freezer was full. Every cupboard was bulging with food. Boxes were left on the counters and tables with food. Presents were left with under the tree. Everybody cried. I don't know that there was one person, including me. I, I don't like people to know I cry, <laughs> but, but everybody cried. Yeah, of course. And I mean, we've had so many of those kind of visits. We've had a lot of those where it's, it's so touching. It just really is where you see somebody that it's so hard for them to ask for help. Yeah. And they're, they're so humbled. And when you see that raw emotion that they're just so broken. Yeah. And you know that you have totally turned that around and left them with just a little bit of hope. It's, it's super, super touching. It really is. It makes a big difference. I could tell you so many stories that we've had and, and it just really, there's so many that there's just no dry eyes. Well, it's just an opportunity for us to participate and see it for ourselves and be a part of that ourselves. And <sighs> I think anytime you have an opportunity to give back, you can't help but be filled with the Christmas spirit. That's just it's what it's just, all about. It's just a little bit of humanity. It just really, you just learn that, you know, we have it in us. And these are our friends. These are our neighbors. These are people that we know. Yeah. And you just don't realize the situation sometimes that people are in. And it might be just the smallest things, you know, and it, it makes the biggest difference. And I, it's just really just loving each other. And, you know, we, we're in a great community. We live in a wonderful place. Lots of new people are moving in, and I think it's an opportunity for the people that have lived here and we've grown up here to show those people what, what, this what we're all about, what we are, who we are, yeah. and what kind of community we live in, and and the love that we have for our neighbors. We're not we're not Californians. We're not you know we're not these people that don't say hi to our neighbors. Yeah. You know, we watch out for our friends, we watch out for our neighbors and we love our, we love each other. And that's, you know, when we go into a store, we say hi, that's okay. Yeah. It's the, and it's <clears throat> this opportunity to show that to each other. Yeah. Well, Michelle, what else would clandestine Kringle want us to know before I let you go? I definitely think he would want you to know, want everybody to know that the Christmas spirit is very, very much alive and that each and every person can make a difference. No matter how small it is, every person can reach out and make a difference. I really do. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today and especially for sharing 
clandestine Kringle's message of hope and happiness. I hope the listeners have been inspired and will join the clandestine Kringle group and check out the clandestine Kringle page if they need to. Uh, 2020 has been an especially challenging year, so if there's any way that any of us listening can support this great work, please reach out and get involved in whatever way that looks. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Okay, guys, as a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you're looking for automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity, please come and see us and let our family take care of your family. And there will be no business leadership moment today because I want to just focus all of this energy on clandestine Kringle and on this Christmas season. And I just ask you to take action and make someone's Christmas a little brighter this year in whatever way that you're able to. So have a happy holiday season and I will see you back here next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair for all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho. Let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.